Could I get a couple of uh, strong bucks to pick that thing up over there, the podium, and bring it over? I'm getting old and creaky in my back. I'm turning into an old goat. Well, wait, you're glad that I'm turning into an old goat? Is that? Oh, well, thank you. This is perfect, thank you. <laughs> I'm actually going to turn... Um, I'm going to be turning 60 this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I can't believe it. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Wow. You know, I I have my own um, praise report um, from this week. And uh, last week, actually... I was, uh, I was out um, uh, hiking at the ocean because it's such beautiful weather. And so um, I was out there and I was rushing back to my car because I was freezing to death. And so, because it was so cold, it started getting really, really cold. So I started to develop chest pains. So for me, I was very concerned about that because 10 years ago, um, more, more than, yeah, 10 years was it? 2003, let me see, 2003, that makes it, how many years? Nine, no, thank you. See, I'm getting old. Anyway, so um, nine years ago, so I had a heart attack, and so uh, my heart stopped two times, um, and so uh, I have two stents in my heart. So I was having these chest pains, and I was thinking, oh no, it can't be that, and I started becoming ill, more and more ill, and I was thinking, great, they're going to find me with buzzards, you know, I don't know. Someplace out in the wilderness, you know. And so uh, I, I just didn't, I didn't know. And so uh, I just was in denial. I went home and I was just thinking, I just want to get home. I'm, I, I made some fresh split pea soup with ham hocks and stuff like that, you know. Mm, with a crusty bread. And watch TV instead of dealing with this thing. So some friends said, you better write to the doctor and let him know. So I, so I did, and then the doctor called me uh, the next day, and he's like desperate to get a hold of me, and he said, you need to go into emergency. You cannot, so you cannot play around with this, you know. And still, uh, you know, imagine, you know, you're thinking, wow, you know, if you had a, had a heart attack, and am I having another one? Am I going to drop dead? Is, is this it? Did I should write a will. I started writing a will very quickly, and, you know. I leave everything to my brother. I said, I, I don't leave anything to so-and-so. Anyway, so. <laughs> Anyhow, so. So, uh, so I, go to, I go to the doctors, and then they said, uh, we're, uh, the cardiologist wants to keep you in, in the hospital for, for observation. You know, and they said it's going to cost close to $2,000 with a deductible and all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, I said, you know what? When I get that bill, I will get a heart attack. I said, you can save you guys a lot of money by not billing me. You know, so just, so as it, as I kept telling people that I kept, I kept warning all the nurses. I said, I said, look, I said, I don't know how much this is going to cost. I said, but just so that you know, I'm going to drop dead. I'm going to have a cardiac. I said, it's going to be worse. You're going to keep me longer in the hospital when you give me that expensive bill. I said, I, you know, just do what you can do. Do the thing you do. <laughs> so uh, as it turned out, you know, they, they, um, the code for, for my situation was uh, uh, for observation, which is different than an inpatient. So it only costs 170 bucks. In the meantime, they had to, they drew out, they drew at least five gallons of blood. They had to keep uh, drawing blood all night long. Seriously, with IVs, they were prepared. I said, why do I need an IV? I, I said, I'm not, I, I, I'm not dehydrated. This is, we're going to be injecting chemicals in you tomorrow because you're going to be, we're going to be looking at your heart with radioisotopes and stuff like that. And this is really hard on your system. So we're preparing you. So uh, they went through all the tests, and the long and the short of it, that all the tests came out negative, that I had had a heart attack. 
I believe that the Lord did something because something happened to me when I was out there hiking. I was definitely having chest pains and I was really ill. Something was wrong. And so I believe that the Lord did something during that time and made those tests uh, completely negative. And so uh, it gave me a whole new lease on life. So I, I, I went to Jack in the Box. I got like a... All right. <laughs> so, uh, no, seriously, it just really kind of lifted this thing off of me because it was on, on a cloud that was on me for the longest time. Uh, you, have, you, you have one of these problems, you know, every potato chip, every candy bar, every piece of fried chicken, every two pounds of ribs, every... Every single one of those, you think it's going to kill you, you know. So um, seriously, I mean, there were there were points where I said, "Oh, forget it. I'm just going to order the whole works. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go happy." So, <laughs> so you know, I really feel like the Lord really has told me that I'm going to live for a very, very long time, and, I, and so. He said, I have so much work for you to do. There's, going to be, there's so much going to be happening in the world. I have a lot of things for you to do. And um, it's going to be a, a few more decades. I said, well, that's wonderful. Okay, good. I said, so does that mean... So that, I know what that means. That means you are paying the bills. I said, you're going to have to pay for this, Lord. So that's the conversations that I have with him. Anyhow... <clears throat> So tonight's talk, you know, I sent out a, a, a newsletter uh, for the blog, and it's called, It's Going to Be All Right. And so it's really, it was just a series of summary statements that I really wanted to expand on, and I wanted to expand on, on it tonight. And um, because I really feel like the Lord is going to be um, doing some stuff, there's going to be some breakthroughs on, on you people. I really felt like the Lord was saying it's going to be really powerful. I can really, I can feel it right now that God is working on, on all of you. He's really doing something. And I really feel like there's going to be some breaking of stuff. I do. And so, um, whoa. Ooh. Beginning with me. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so can you hear me all the way to the back? Yes? Okay, good. What was that? Oh, let me talk. Okay, this thing is falling off. Hold on just a minute. Okay. There we go. They put tape on here. Does it look like I have a big zit right here? No? Okay. Just want to make sure everything's okay. Okay. really felt like for the last couple of weeks, you know, the Lord was telling me, um, uh, was reminding me of Romans, uh, Romans 8, 28, about how everything works out for good. And he kept mentioning that over and over and over again. And, um, you know, it just, you know, after, you know, s- six decades of being here on earth, you learn a few things from trial and error. I've learned a lot of things from trial and error. Most of it was error. And so... Um, and I've learned that, you know, just about every trial and trouble and difficulty and trauma and illness is going to resolve itself favorably. Um, and every situation, every single situation has a good ending. We'll have a good ending and uh, we can uh, depend on God to, to do good. And there are, you know, some things take a bit longer, or they might actually take uh, a lifetime, you know, to, to deal with, but we will reap the benefits. As we hang in there, we're going to reap the benefits. And there's a lot of things that will last maybe for a long time. Perhaps we might have some illnesses, you know, uh, you know who knows what it might be. There might be some tremendous losses that we've experienced in our, in our lives that, that somehow cannot be made up for and um, I felt like the Lord was just kind of showing me that, that there's, 
people here that are, have some stuff that's been going on for a long time. And who knows, it may last for, for a long time. But the thing is that um, God is always with us through the process. And he never, ever lets go, never, ever abandons. And that su- the sunshine and the joy is going to come back. I felt like the Lord was saying, the sunshine and the joy will come back. It's coming. And um, in the meantime, there are blessings um, in every single situation, if, and we can ask the Lord to show us what they are. So what is the blessing in the midst of the thing that you're dealing with, in the midst of the thing that you need to resolve? A lot of times we're focused on the trauma and on the difficulty, on the situation that we're involved in, really, really focused. And, you know, totally understandable. Totally understandable. And uh, you'll be focused on the trauma of the situation. But we can ask the Lord. It says, Lord, show me what's going on in the middle. What's the gift in the middle of this? What is the gift in this situation? Um, Years ago, there was uh, these people that were these uh, um, pastors or priests, the Lynn brothers, for many, 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 many years ago. Many many years ago. Back in the days when we didn't have computers. And so they were into uh, inner healing. And so they got up and they were talking about that. And uh, that was one of the things with inner healing was um, is to have people to try to find the gift. Find the gift in the thing that you're struggling with or dealing with or the circumstance that you're involved in. And the Lord will show you. He'll show you what it is. He may or he may not. It might be a mystery, but the thing is that it's going to be good. And, um, and of course, you know, we all want it to be resolved now. We want the, our, financial, our financial ruin to be unruined now. <laughs> we want financial uh, freedom. We want relationships resolved. Uh, we want perfect health, right? We want freedom from pain. We want job security, we want a committed partner. We want our possessions to work properly. Maybe your real estate is, maybe your house is falling down from termites or who knows what. Your car is not, you know, all of a sudden it's not working and it's going to be cost you thousands of dollars to fix it. And you fill in whatever it is that you want resolved now. And every single one of us has something. There's something and we're going to be going through something and it's going to happen. You know, some situ- like I said, some situations we can't help and we can't undo them or we can't change them for now. Uh, but we can certainly choose how, how we react. That's right. Amen. Amen. And so, um, but you know, uh, there was a, uh, you know, when I say situations that we can't help or undo or change for now, imagine you have uh, family members uh, die on you. You know, for the, you know, since 2002, I had nine family members pass away. And so um, I couldn't help that. And I can't undo it and I can't change it, you know. And uh, when uh, my mom was, uh, my mom had a stroke in 2008. She was in the hospital for um, two and a half years. And I just could not understand why the Lord was keeping her alive. She was just basically just only one molecule left of her personality. I had to put her in a lockdown unit. She was not there anymore. And I couldn't understand why the Lord wouldn't take her. And in the meantime, I was really suffering through it all. It was um, really, really hard. So I know that a lot of us have been through situations like that where it's really, really hard. And you're having to deal with this situation. And so... Um, I, I wanted it to change now, but it, but it wouldn't. But I could change how I reacted. And one of the things that I knew was that the first thing that the enemy wants to do is to separate the sheep from the pack. And if we listen to him and we decide, okay, I'm just going to check out, which is I thought I was going to check out. I wanted to just check out, maybe stop going to church. I think I'll stop going to church and I'm just going to turn on the TV and get a big bucket of fried chicken. (laughs) Seriously. As a matter of fact, a couple of times I did do that. But it was grilled chicken. 
It was, it was thrilled. On Sunday, they had a special, you know, for $10 for a big bucket. And it, was, and it was grilled. It was very good. But seriously, there, there was, uh, you know, we can choose uh, to worship and to thank him. You know, I, I chose to stay connected to the body. I chose to say, just thank you, Lord, for the situation. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand what you're doing. I don't know where this is going. But I worship you, and I bless you. And sometimes that worshiping and blessing and thanking might have lasted for five minutes. And the rest of the time, I was crying my eyes out. But at least I was doing it. At least I was trying. So there, there's nothing wrong with trying to hang, hang, in, hang in there, making a choice. And that's the thing. is I was making, trying to make my emotions catch up with the reality that the Lord was in control, that he, he, he knew what was going on, and he was completely aware and, you know, we can choose during this time to cho- choose to show compassion to people and to be mature, to continue to be giving. Um, we can uh, choose to live in the here and the now and not yesterday's regrets and lost moments. You know, there's just, you know, with my family, my parents and brothers that have passed away, I wish, I, that I wish if, if only, you know, um, it could have been more time more hellos, more whatever, and th- those kinds of things, you know, past jobs that, you know, that, we've, that I've lost, you know, as if, if only I had done that differently. You know, there's just all these things. And, you know, those things could take me down and they can take each of us down and into a deep funk. And or we can choose and say, you know what, no, I'm not going to dwell on the past. I'm not going to be crying over spilt milk. And so I'm not going to get down on myself when I do because, you know, I did. I said, okay, I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. Oh, I'd be crying anyway. But then eventually I'd snap out of it and stop crying over, over the darn thing, you know, and just move on. You know, the Lord is able to hold the, the mature part of us and the other part of us that's not mature and hold it together. We're not able, you know, it's hard for us to do that. It was hard for me to contain. I said, okay, here, I'm, I'm, I'm a complete mess. I'm, I'm miserable. I'm going through all this angst over this situation, over the finances, over my family, over whatever. And um, that's all I could see, you know. And uh, I wasn't happy with the fact that I was unhappy. And I, I felt that it was unacceptable. I said, this is not acceptable in the body of Christ. I should be more... I should be more together, you know. I said, and, and I was happy when I was happy. Good, I'm, I'm happy today. So everything's good. I'm a good Christian. I'm walking in faith, you know. I have on my Jesus shoes and I'm happy, happy, <laughs> happy with myself, you know. But somehow I wasn't able to contain the both. But the Lord is able to contain both, both sides. He's able to carry that. It doesn't freak him out. So I guess it's okay to be MPD. I, I, no, I, no, actually, no. Uh, multiple personality disorder, right? <laughs> That's what I felt like. You know, but. So we can choose to stay uh, connected to the body and, or to ask for support, and especially if we are suffering terribly or grieving a lot. That's okay, and I want you to do that. If you are really miserable, ask people to pray for you. Ask people. You know, I, I, I did that. I, I, I worked on doing that. And so um, I would tell people, I said, you know what? Even though I might be joking and kidding around, it seems to me like I'm skipping happy, go lucky, whatever. I said, I want you to know, a lot of times when I go home, I'm crying my eyes out thinking about my poor mother who's... Basically, there's only one molecule left of her personality. You know what? I want to talk to her, and I can't. Right? So, I would tell people, I said, just pray for me, even though I might seem happy. You know my situation. And also, too, you know, what was really kind of cool is that people didn't, I didn't really feel like people treated me like I was pitiful. I didn't feel like people were showing me pity. They just um, 
continue to interact with me like I was uh, you know, normal. I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be normal. So when you're around people who are suffering and they're going through stuff, treat them like they're normal. Right? You, we want to get back to normal. Let's get back to a, as much normal as possible. So we do that for each other. But again, I think it's very, very important for you to stay connected and never walk away. Do not, do not walk away from the body. But to stay connected and, um, and don't sit at home thinking about how many people are not calling you. Because you're not calling them either. So you just, you just, you know, get up off of that thing and um, get involved with people. You know, you don't have to come to church. You can get involved with a, few, a handful of friends. Sometimes that's what I would do is, that, you know, I just didn't feel like coming to church at all. And uh, mingling with a couple of hundred people, sometimes I would just hang out with just a handful of friends over barbecues and stuff like that. We've had barbecues right here and there. And that was church. I said, this is, I have done church. This was my family, and it was an intimate moment. They, they know my needs. They've asked me questions. I feel supported, and I feel like I've eaten a lot of Chinese food. <laughs> 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 they they know about that, and the pot stickers and the yes, mmm, uh-huh. yummy. <laughs> you know, and it really it really helps when you if, when you're going through whatever it might be, that really just kind of fills in the gap, while God's working the bigger picture, working things through. Eventually my mom, you know, eventually my mom pa- passed away, but I still don't understand why the Lord kept her around for so long. I just don't understand why. And it just was really kind of like a long goodbye. It really was kind of a long goodbye. And so um, maybe that was important for me. But one of the things, too, is that uh, I began to realize, I said, you know, it was not only working something in me, but it was working something in people around her because people at the, at the nursing home loved her and uh, her brothers and sisters, they would come and visit her. Uh, you know, uh, just a lot of people were affected by what was going on, a whole community of people. And so it is with every single one of us. You know, we're going through our thing and God is working stuff out not only in us but in the people around us and so on and so forth. It's a big there's a lot of details that are being worked out in this, in this, uh, in this thing that God is doing. Um, God knows everything that, he, that we're going through, and he cheers us on with that wonderful scripture. I really, I really love that scripture. and says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. And um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, You can read it. And so here, we love God, right? How many people love God? How many people are mad at God? Anybody's mad? Okay. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. My mom, she used to tell me, she said, you know what? I love your father. I really love him, but that doesn't mean I have to like him. So, because she'd just be in a mood. Sometimes we're in a mood. Sometimes we, love, we really love God. Sometimes we might be upset with him because he's not doing what we want him to do. Right? <laughs> because we're being control freaks. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back. Okay, okay, so we love God. And we are called, every single one of us is called, we're invited by him. He's called every single one of you. And all of us love him. And it says right here that he causes everything to work together for good. For every single one of you that are called in love. You're loving him, you're called by him, it's going to work out. Right? It's right there. There it is, right there. There's the contract. 
right? So, we are one in Jesus, and Jesus is happy, right? Is, is Jesus not happy, or is he happy? He's happy. Oh, yeah. Therefore, we can find joy now and in our future. So we have relief and resurrection into new vistas. And if not now, then absolutely later. Because we belong to him, everything's going to be resolved somehow, some way. There is an answer. There is a way. Whatever it is that you think that's impossible, there is a way. Repeat after me. There is a way. There is a way. All right. Absolutely. Because we belong to him and God is not punishing us. You know, I used to think, well, you know, I wasn't really nice to that person. And so that's why, you know, things are going bad on me now because God's like really punishing me. Seriously, you know, it's because he doesn't, you know, I guess God's mad. Well, he's not mad at you. He loves you. Absolutely loves you. And it's a completely different economy in, in his world. You know, if you are not a loving person, the Lord still loves you, and he's going to love you to the point you get, become a loving person, right? So you, you need it. You need to be loved on. If you're just nasty, right? He's just going to take it right out of you. He's going to squeeze the nasty out of you. <laughs> You know, if it's going to be resolved absolutely for certain, it's going to be done his way and for his perfectly good reasons. In other words, we have to let go of our expectations. We need to let go of control. We need to let go and let God. You've heard that before, right? It's not easy to do especially if you're demanding. I'm demanding. I expect perfection. I expect it to work out completely smooth. I expect those bills to be paid just like that. I expect everything to work perfect. I want it now. I don't want it tomorrow. I don't want it in glory. I want it now. And I have really, you know, some of us can get really, really wound up over that one to the point where we feel like there's demons attacking us, that we've been cursed, there's witchcraft spoken over us because it's not going well or whatever. But it's just us that we're not getting it the way we want it because we're being total control freaks, right? And so we get all just worked up into a lather. And, and, and usually that lather, the lather, it looks like anxiety, tension, fear, paranoia, these kinds of things, obsess, being obsessive, obsessive thinking, oh my God, it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out. It's over, you know, negative thinking, all of these kinds of things start to, to come in. You fill in the gap and the Lord is saying, let go of your expectations and let me deal with it. Let me handle it. Easier said than done. So here, we, we've grown up in this earth suit. We've grown up here on earth. And we've grown up, you know, having our own little temp- temper tantrums. And we're, now we're called into a whole new kingdom and uh, in a whole new way. And that kingdom is trusting the Lord. Oh, there's the, the T word. Mm. We have to trust him and we have to let go. We let go of our expectations, let go of our plans. You know, certainly we would want a certain financial freedom, a certain way, but maybe the Lord has a different way with it. He has a different kind of an answer. Maybe he wants to provide a different way, different than what you ever thought possible. 
Personally, I prefer $1,000 checks. Anyway. But it's amazing when he comes through with those surprises, right? Somebody buys you some, something. Somebody takes you to dinner again and again and again and again. Those kinds of things. Uh, how about getting a $170 bill that was supposed to be $2,000? Pretty cool, huh? That is very, very cool. So we need to trust him and reap the benefits of how he works it all out for us, meaning for God, for ourselves, and for others. One time I I was kind of going through this thing. You know, I had um, moved on from the city. I was a working full-time pastor there in San Francisco. And then there I was just thrust into the world and living off of savings, which were depleting rapidly. And I didn't know what I was going to do, where I was going to go. And I remember being in the kitchen, and I said, Laura, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he says, trust me, trust me. I said, okay, Lord, I'm just going to put a fleece out and um, just fleece out before you and just make sure. I just want to hear very, very clearly from you, very clearly, you know, what... What am I going to do with the situation? And he said, trust me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go watch TV. So, <laughs> Another time he said, he, he's, I, he, again, he was telling me the trust thing. And he said, do you trust me? He asked me. He said, do, do you trust me? And I said, um, That's probably what he was thinking. He's probably thinking, why is it taking you so long to answer that? (laughs) And I just said, no, I don't. I don't trust you. And he said, good answer. He says, now we're closer. Now I know your more intimate thoughts. Of course, I knew them beforehand, but you know. So it's okay to be real with him. So, um, you know, God has a plan uh, and a purpose for, for every single one of us. It's a wonderful plan. And one of the first purposes, one of the, one of the biggest purposes is a gush of love from his heart to your heart. That's the big main purpose here. And Papa knows best. And his Adoring heart is totally focused on every single one of you. He's totally focused on you and on your well-being and on your destiny. Well-being. I want you to close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Father, I ask, Lord, that you would just visit each person in this room right now. And I ask that you would visit them with well-being. A loose well-being, an anointing for well-being deep into your spirit, deep into your soul. Well-being and security of knowing that you're loved. And I break off rejection. I break off rejections. Self-rejection and rejection from others. can almost see it's kind of like this, like a pearl. It looks like this big pearl and it's being dropped into your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. The Lord is going to, is removing every pitfall, every roadblock, and anything that gets in the way of his love for you. 
And he's going to promote his blessings to you again and again and again. That's his purpose. That's what he's going to be doing. Yes, you're going through stuff. Yes, some things are miserable and painful. But he's right there with you, loving you, bringing love to you. You know, our big brother, Jesus, suffered, was suffered. He suffered on the cross. And it worked out for incredible good, didn't it? Would you say that it worked out for good? Yes, absolutely. Wow, yes. In the end. And our suffering, too, is going to work out because God is on our side. And God is going to be, will honor, does, will continue to honor, is honoring, will continue to honor everything that we go through and everything that we will go through. If Jesus gets to be happy and loved on by Papa, well, so do you and I, right? That's an unchangeable truth. Now, I don't want to, you know, obviously, you know, I've talked, I realize that there are people that, um, that there are probably some of you that are going through some terrible things, you know, and I don't want to gloss over that and uh, or make you feel like oh well you're just not getting it and um you're just not you're just not getting it and uh the thing is that um you need all the support that you can that you can get and i totally bless you and i totally encourage you to continue to receive that support cuz you need it okay very very important and then those of us that are making it through we're doing well we get to love on them, right? We, we, we do. We get to love on them. So I'm just wondering if, if there's... Uh, I, re- I feel like there's a handful of you right now, like you're in the midst of something. And you don't have to tell, tell us what it is. Just some very difficult circumstance, situation. And it's really, really hard. Really, really, really hard. And you need... Just, you just need a special umph. I want you to stand up. Just stand up. Okay. Stand up. Mm. And I want the rest of you people to go to those people and just put, lay your hand on them. All right? I want you to raise your hand. Those that stood up, raise your Hand up until people come and lay hands on you, all right? There's some people here in the front. You can put your hand down once you're, somebody's touching you. We have a, a couple of people over here, here in the front row. It's right there. Does everybody have somebody? Yeah, we're going to pray. Father, we just, we release love into these people. Your love, Lord. We ask that you would bypass, just bypass the anxiety. Bypass all the anxiousness that their soul is mustering up. And go beyond it, Lord, sovereignly. And that you would touch them inside. And that you would bring a peace and an assurance that you would bring sunshine to them right now and just bring a joy and and an assurance. And I also ask, Lord, for relief. I ask, Lord, that you, for a breakthrough. We release breakthrough on you in Jesus' name. We release breakthrough upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Ask for your healing grace, Father. Where healing is needed, where finances are needed, where relationships need to be mended, whatever it is, may you be blessed right now and touched. Relief is coming. Relief is coming. Relief is coming. coming. Miracles are coming. An answer is coming.
We release the answers. We release the wisdom. We release discernment upon you and in you, in Jesus' name. We release divine objectivity for you to rise above it and see, see it the way the Lord sees it. See the way the Lord sees it. Thank you, Lord. Father, I ask for healing that you would... I ask, Lord, for freedom from depression. Father, I ask for freedom from depression, from sorrow. Thank you, Lord. From disappointment. I ask for freedom from disappointment, Lord. And we totally bless you. We release just a gush of a blessing and forgiveness upon you for whatever. If you're not forgiving yourself, we bypass that and bless you with God's grace. Nobody's mad at you. God's not mad at you. He's on your side. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, you can sit down now. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> mm. You know, today as I was um, just kind of preparing for this time, I had some quiet time with the Lord. You know, and every once in a while, the Lord will just come and he'll just speak very plainly and very, very clearly, you know. We all have our stuff, you know. I'm bringing my stuff to him. And then he just started speaking very, very clearly. And he was, he said, um, I might even start prophesying this. And so he was just saying, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Says, I'm, I'm the beginning and the end. I've created all things. I control the entire universe. I control the universe beyond the universe. And universes beyond your imagination. I am fully and totally in charge of it all. I am at the center of it all. I am in control. I am the heart of all life and existence. And he, he said, I want you to bring your situation and put it into that context. He says, I hold your concern. I hold everything that you are. I'm holding everything that concerns you. You are like a flower in my hand a beautiful flower and I'm not going to let it dry up. But you are going to continue to emerge more and more and more. I can just see this this beautiful flower just opening up. I don't know if some of you have ever seen a peony, how they kind of open up beautiful. Wow. And I'm going to continue to, to have you blossom more and more and more and come forth. I'm not here to squash you. You are my delicate flower. And in my kingdom, all I see is beautiful flowers, meadows upon meadows of my beautiful flowers. And I am totally focused on every single one of you individually. 
Every single one. Because I am God. And I can do, I can do that. I am totally focused on you. And on you. And on you. And you. You know what was really cool? You know, even just the little things. Of all things, very something very interesting happened to me. And that is that, um, you know, I like to grow uh, tropical plants at home. And I had this one tropical plant where it grows, grows these beautiful red flowers that look like a sunset. Because it's like red on the outside, on the inside it looks this beautiful crimson and just turns into this gold or something. It's just absolutely beautiful. Well, the whole thing died except for one little branch. One little branch. And it requires, you have to put it in soil and the soil has to stay nice and toasty and warm. So there's these special cones. They're about this big. It's like a cone, black, with holes on the bottom. You put dirt inside and you put the cutting inside of it. It's a very kind of a specialized thing that you would get at a nursery. You probably have to buy a dozen of these things or something. And I was thinking, I'm not going to go and buy a dozen of those darn things just for one stupid little cutting. But that, I wanted that little cutting to survive. I really did. So I go to the ocean. I'm walking to the. I go to. Point, I love to go to Point Reyes. There's six miles of ocean uh, of ocean beach there. Six miles. It just disappears into the mists, into the distance. These cliffs and and uh, uh, beaches and stuff, and there's uh, like little canyons, you know, that go into the cliffs. And I'm just walking down through the, you know, the, on the sand and dragging a stick. I I love to do that. You just get a stick and drag it for eight hours. And I'm eating a scone, a blueberry scone that I got from the bovine bakery in Point Reyes Station. They're this big. They're huge. They're as big as a shoe. So I'm eating my scone, dragging a stick. And I said, oh, this is an interesting canyon. I think I'm going to go down this little canyon here. There's a tree trunks and flotsam and jetsam. And so I go in there and I step up on a log. And right there is one of these cones. Just one. Of all places, I'm just kind of going, oh my God. (laughs) Wow. It's like, it's just a little thing. But, you know, everything in our life it's a, like a delicate flower in God's hand that he doesn't want it to fall apart. It's important to him. Every little thing that concerns you concerns him. Everything. And he means to bless you. So when you go home, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to either, if you want to, if you can, is to write this on your wall, on your whiteboard, on your refrigerator or something like that, to a note and just say, I trust you, Lord, to work it out for good. I want you to repeat after me. I trust you, Lord, to work it out for good. Amen. Oh, Wow. Okay, so everything's going to work out. Be careful. Do not get angry, right? Do not get angry. In James one twenty one, it says, "Be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to hear, because the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God." In other words, you're going to deflate the thrill that God wants to give you. Don't get mad. Don't get mad at him. I've heard people get, you know, they get mad at him. 
He said, I'm mad at God, you know, I'm leaving him. I said, well, don't do that. I said, you don't want to get rid of your, your best ally. It's just not worth it. Don't do that. Just be honest with him. So, so watch, watch for that. And not everything can be understood. And I acknowledge that. There's things that we'll never understand until uh, the next life, possibly. There are a lot of mysteries. God is mysterious. Life is uh, mysterious. And um, God's in control. We're not in control. And um, I've just seen it so many times that people walk away because they're mad at him because it didn't work out for whatever reason. I've just seen it so many times. It's just sad to, to throw that away, you know. And so, because the Lord wants to bring joy. He wants to bring some peace. You know, when the renewal came out uh, many years ago in 1994, there was a lot of people, uh, you know, laughing and giggling and hopping and skipping and thrashing. And they were, you know, like, like fish out of water, like this on the ground and, and everything. And I saw people, there, are pe- there were people in the body and they were saying, well, that person over there is just like laughing and giggling and everything, but I have not seen anything change in their life. They're just, their lives are still miserable. And I said, well, at least they got a break from it. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> I said, you know, if I'm going to be miserable for a while, at least I want to have a few breaks, you know, and breaks in the cloud and have some fun. I want to shake and bake for a, at least a while. It helps, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to have some um, we're going to have some um, some ministry time, and I would like the ministry team people to come on up, and I would like someone that's uh, quick, quick and nimble um, to do me a favor. And hold on just a minute. Could you give that to uh, Matt? He'll know what to do with it. We can move this. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we can get a couple more people up here, like maybe from uh, Kingdom Training. A couple more people. And uh, what I'd like to do is, if you're interested, if you want some prayer, and you want like that breakthrough, kind of like a breakthrough blessing upon you, whatever, whatever it is, come and get it. I want you to come on up and get it, and we're going to be ministering and listening to some music. And that concludes my talk for the evening. <laughs>